Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout! Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout, and welcome to the season premiere of the Pro Football Scouting Show, where I break down anything and everything going on in the NFL in terms of how players and teams are playing. Excited to be back with you guys for another season. This show is brought to you by PigskinNutsRadio.com and PigskinNut.com. Let me tell you a little bit of something about PigskinNutsRadio.com. It is the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're driving to work on lunch, having driving home, or having a nice relaxing evening, it's always better when you're getting your football fix. Whether it's breaking down players on this show, the Pro Football Scouting Show, tuning into controversial topics and debates on Pro Football Roundtable, or even our exclusive show on college football hosted by Josh Davis and Austin Smith, College Football Central. We also have team exclusive shows on the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Browns, and Steelers coming soon. Guys, this is the future of football radio. Make pigskinnut.com and pigskinnutradio.com your ultimate source for football news and radio. It's the football news and the football radio that you've been missing. So, guys, we are beginning week four here of another another NFL season. And um, look, um, one of the things that I really want to focus on this year a lot um, is going to be uh, quarterback evaluations because. Um, it's the position that people are always arguing, did this guy play well? Did he not play well? How good is this guy playing? And ultimately, you know, what do we do? We don't, a lot of people don't watch the game or don't watch it closely. And then they just look at stats and say, okay, you know, Carson Wentz went 16 for 27. Uh, he wasn't accurate. And, you know, you, that's, you know, you obviously you can't judge it that way. So every single week, uh, I'm going to give you, uh, on here and uh, also on social media, um, the top 10 quarterbacks statistically, and then compare that with, with the top 10 quarterbacks on film. Because what your stats are and how well you played the position um, are often two different stories. So uh, that's going to be something that uh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to do. Um, so um, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue uh, my tradition of breaking down games. So, um, you know, let's, let's start off by really talking about, uh, Thursday night, Thursday night football, you know, what we saw, um, in beginning of week four last night, or whenever you're listening to this between, between the Eagles and the Packers, because, um, when you go, when I go back and look at this game, um, you know, one, you know, if you're going to talk about, um, you know, the Packers, they are completely dependent uh, upon upon Aaron Rodgers right now. You know what the one of the biggest differences in this game was Philadelphia's ability to stay balanced. Um the way the way that they utilized Jordan Howard, um, you know, my good friend Josh Davis, um, who hosts the Eagles podcast and college football central, 
you know, he had this stat with me last year, um, and I forget exactly how it was, but it basically showed how efficient or inefficient teams were um, when they did or did not use, you know, their bell cow back, um, you know, if I think for, for like 20, 20 attempts a game or something like that, Josh will correct me. But um, you look at you look at Philadelphia, you look at this game last night. I, I thought I thought Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers looked like the better quarterback last night. Carson Wentz played good. Um, I've seen Carson Wentz capable of playing better, but he he was efficient when they were when they were in the red zone. And, you know, he was he was very he was very efficient there. And look, he had he had some drop balls and things like that. And I thought uh, Carson Wentz overall did a, did a good job. But I think when you look at the ability to manipulate defenses and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers were definitely more dependent on him than the Eagles were on Carson Wentz. And um, you look at really the utilization of Jordan Howard. Um, what what really surprised me was that they first had this trade and the Eagles only only gave up a late round draft pick to get him. And if you ask me, um, this guy, you know, when you look at the way he plays, he's a, he's a first or second round type talent. No, he doesn't have a uh, game breaking speed uh, like a Dalvin Cook or, or a Derrick Henry. But what Jordan Howard has is he has some of the best patience and first-level vision of any running back in, in the NFL. Um, and the one-two punch between between him and Miles Sanders worked worked really well last night. Like I said, you know, Carson Wentz had a few passes that weren't as good, but also uh, at times his receivers didn't always help him. But when you look at uh, Carson Wentz playing the position, um, through the games he's played so far, to me he's still uh, an elite or, or pretty close to, to, an, to an elite quarterback. Um, you can't always just look at wins, losses, and you know completion percentage. But so far, Carson Wentz, even statistically, he's played well. Um, but when you look at um, what he's doing, um, this is this is still one of the really good quarterbacks, uh, re- really good, really good quarterbacks in this league. And, and I think you know one of the things that you know I've noticed that's really made him special as a quarterback is is his ability to um, have all these different arm angles. And throw the ball off different platforms and the different arm angles, and uh, with that shortstop background, you know it's really it's really helped him um, really be a guy that can make a, a lot more you know off schedule you know not having to set your feet you know type type throws. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers was absolutely tr- you know tremendous last night, and you know ultimately that like I said that game really came down to what was the difference. The difference was. One team had a balanced offense, and the and the other and the other team the other team didn't. Now, uh, I'll give credit also to the Philadelphia Eagles um, offensive line because Green Bay they have some good players up front. They have the Smith brothers, they have Kenny Clark, and uh, I thought they played well. And and especially they really um, they opened up some things for Jordan Howard uh, in the running game. Again, the one two punch with Miles Sanders I thought worked really well, and it really allowed allowed them to to stay to stay balanced and. You know, at the end of the day, um, this game was the game. The game was really close, and you know, if Green Bay, you know, Jimmy Graham, you know, and some other guys, a couple more catches were made, you know, we'd be sitting here talking about how how Green Bay won the game. But ultimately, uh, you know, football is a game of inches or a game a game of few plays, and it really came down to you know, really, you know, a few catches not being made by by uh, Packers Packers receivers, and um, 
some players that I really got to I really got to give credit to. First of all, I think both quarterbacks played really well um, in terms of an intelligence standpoint um, and some of the throws. I thought Aaron Rodgers were certainly the more impressive of the two. Um, Jordan Howard was great, but really um, Jason Kelsey and some other guys on that Philadelphia Eagles offensive line was good. And, and I'm really, really impressed with uh, Brandon Graham. Um, not, not a guy that, you know, he's a guy that's consistently getting eight, nine, eight, nine, ten sacks. But overall, what, what Brandon Graham is, is he's a football player. Um, and, and what I mean is that, you know, when you want to talk about guys that have versatility to rush the passers and, and defend the run, he's one of the best four, three defensive ends at doing that in, in the NFL. And he's, he's been doing, he's been doing it, you know, for, for quite some time. Um, Fletcher Cox, you know, he, he definitely got, he definitely commanded a lot of attention last night. Um, but you know, Derek Barnett too, you could really see that that guy, that guy was starting to get after it. And really the whole Eagles defensive line, uh, it seemed like as the game, as the game went on, uh, their, their, their motors just kept going. And honestly, it seemed like they had more energy the longer they were playing. So you really got to give credit, uh, to that, to that defensive line and, uh, you know, how, how they, how they played, but also really how they played, you know, late, late in the game. And, um, you know, uh, another player, you know, got to give credit to is, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Ultimately, you know, he made that, he made that big play at the end of the game. Um, he's been, um, he was really, he was really good last night. Um, but you know, these are, these are two, these are two good, these are two good football teams. And I think, um, when you look at, um, you know, when you look at these teams, I think these are both teams that, uh, the way they've been playing so far, despite what the, the Eagles record is, it's just, you know, it's two and two, uh, this is, this, this is a good football team who I think is capable, uh, of still winning, of still winning that division, even though Dallas, uh, is starting, is starting out three and oh. So, so that kind of, that kind of wraps, you know, everything, everything up for that. Um, just, you know, quickly talking about, uh, again, you know, what I want to focus on, you know, as the season goes on and kind of some of the things that, that I've seen so far is really going to be, um, focusing on, um, the games that happen each week, but also focusing on, on the quarterback play itself. So again, every week I'm going to give you, uh, the top 10 quarterbacks statistically, but also compare that with the guys who I think were the top 10 best quarterbacks uh, on tape. And, um, you know, and I'm going to kind of end this by quickly just giving, uh, you know, maybe a one sentence answer on what I've seen from the quarterbacks around around the league so far. Uh, starting starting in the AFC East, uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. And it, it, ain't, it ain't no different, you know, from every other year. Um, so, but, but really what I think, you know, who's impressing me here is Josh Allen. And what's impressing me is Josh Allen's physical ability. Uh, but I'll tell you this, um, I, I'm concerned that this is going to catch up to Josh Allen because, um, Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes is great outside the pocket and has one of the three or four best throwing arms, you know, in the, in the NFL, um, people want to see Josh Allen do what Patrick Mahomes does, but I'll tell you this, um, I don't think from a mental standpoint and being able to um, manipulate defenses, Josh Allen is on Patrick Mahomes' level. Um, it's going to be interesting this weekend to see exactly um, how the Patriots game plan for him because they've had time now. And I think when it comes to the mental aspect of the game, 
Um, Josh Allen has a way to go, but he, but based on pure talent, uh, he's going to help them continue continue to win games. Um, Jets quarterback situation, you know, we know Sam Darnold is out. Um, they, they gotta they gotta wait for him to come back, and I'm I'm concerned um, that Darnold honestly will will not grow into the quarterback the Jets want. Um, and it ultimately traces back to the stuff that we saw at USC is that, um, and, and it's stuff that we've continued to see, you know, in, in his rookie season is that this guy, um, you know, he's, he gets easily, he gets easily baited, uh, by, by the defense, um, has trouble seeing the safety come over the top, throws in the double coverage, doesn't always make, doesn't always make good decisions. Um, so I'll, I am concerned with Darnold and Allen from a mental standpoint, you know, can these guys pick up the game, uh, the waste, the way some of these, way some of these other people do. Um, I gotta say, you know, despite the Miami dolphins not getting, um, you know, Miami dolphins, you know, not playing well, not, not scoring a lot of points. Uh, Josh Rosen from a tape perspective looked impressive to me. And, you know, I wouldn't be so quick to move on from him. Um, I understand Tua, you know, might be available for them, especially if they continue to play this way. Um, but man, Josh Rosen, um, if he's protected, um, I think he can be special. I really do. Because um, if Josh Rosen is is protected, then, then you're allowing him to do something that he's been NFL ready to do, which is use his mind to beat, to beat opposing defenses. And, um, if you give him, if you give him protection and the ability to do that, so I don't really get the Laramie Tunsil trade. Uh, that one was just beyond me. Um, because I think if you have a young franchise left tackle, you don't, you don't get, you don't get rid of, you don't, uh, especially if you're trying to rebuild. So that one is still a complete head scratcher to me, but you know, Brady's still the cream of cream of the crop of this division. I think, when you look at Allen and Darnold, they have great physical abilities, but I'm going to be concerned long term mentally. Can they can they um, do some of the things that some of these other quarterbacks, some of these other quarterbacks, you know, are doing? Um, looking 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 at looking at the NFC East, we'll go we'll go East and East, AFC and NFC. Dak Prescott looks like a quarterback uh, that's really that's really been starting to play a lot better. Um, they haven't played good teams. He's been well protected. Um, but you know he has played good. I think um, when you look at um, you know the game against Miami, I mean they made it really, really, really easy for him, really easy. Um, but he's getting the ball out faster. He knows where to go with the football, so he's impressing me in that regard. Um, Case Keenum, he's um, he's he's shown he can play, um, but you know the you look at the interceptions he threw in that game. Um, you know, he wasn't last game. He wasn't seeing the field all too well. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones, um, to me, uh, when you look at, um, the giants first game and, and you look at Daniel Jones as a quarterback in general, um, and me being a giants fan, you know, when the giants first made the pick, um, I had watched a little bit of Daniel Jones tape and, and, you know, I wasn't to me, um, Nothing, nothing stood out. Like it didn't seem like he had a whole lot of. He just seemed like a big, somewhat mobile guy with maybe a slightly above average arm, and and that and that's it. Um, and I'll and I'll tell you that um, 
the you know after the Giants drafted him, I wasn't happy because of the original original tape I saw. But the more tape I saw, the more I started to see. Wow, this guy can win. This guy, this guy can be one of those quarterbacks that comes into the league and on his own, like like some of these upper upper echelon quarterbacks, he's capable of winning games. Why do I say that? Go back to the game versus Clemson. Um, Duke had one of the worst offensive lines in the country. They didn't, um, weren't known for having great receivers, certainly not, certainly not a great offensive line. So one of the worst offensive lines in college football goes against the best defensive line in college football. And let me tell you, they were in his face all day. I mean, you've never seen a quarterback in any football game have such little time to throw the football. Um, I don't even know if I've seen an NFL game, um, maybe not even another college game, where a quarterback had such little time. I mean, it was ridiculous. But you know what I noticed? Um, he still put every single ball right on the money with guy with 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 NFL four guys on that Clemson defensive line who got drafted within the first couple rounds. Um, no matter no matter what, he was he was still composed and he still was just so unfazed by the pressure and unlike and what i noticed is that even when the blitz was right in his face his accuracy did not change that was huge his ball placement so no matter what kind of pressure clemson was giving him his ball placement never changed and i saw this over and over again where i watched dwayne haskins he he could be accurate but man when he had some pressure um, his accuracy went down quite a bit, and uh, everyone said, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." Blah blah blah. And and I'll tell you this: look, it's early, but I think you know if you ask most Giants fans and maybe just casual fans around the league, not that they know everything, but uh, I think at this point, um, it's so early to tell. But you know, I think Daniel Jones looks like the better decision. And at the end of the day, I think you know you you compare them. Haskins has the better arm. Um, but Daniel Jones' arm is a lot stronger than I thought. A lot stronger than I thought, um, and 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 he, and he and he's got he's got more than enough arm. But when you look at um, the giant the Giants game against Tampa Bay, they went against Todd Bowles' defense, pressure in his face all day. Did the same stuff. You know, we saw we saw against Clemson. Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, to me, um, you know, we we need we need to you know. There's always this debate. You know, is Carson Wentz a top quarterback? Is he not? Uh, to me, he's a top quarterback. Um, what he's physically able to do and what he's mentally able to do at this point uh, is very impressive. Uh, he sees the field really well. He gets the ball out of his hand really quick. Um, and, and you know, when you want to talk about what's the most important trait for a quarterback, it's, it's knowing exactly where to go with the ball uh, and, and when you look at Dak, you look at Wentz, you look at Daniel Jones, all these, those three guys right now in this division seem like they know exactly where to, where to go with the football. And from a mental standpoint, uh, are, are playing, are playing the, playing the position well. So, um, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, um, how things play out with these three quarterbacks. Cause I think, um, you know, the NFC, the NFC East right now is set up for good quarterback play again. Uh, I've said this before, I think with Dak Prescott, um, he's playing better. He certainly is, but I think, um, a lot of his success, um, is really, is really a product, uh, of that, of that, of that offensive line, uh, and the, and those, and those receivers. Cause, 
Um, everyone on that, everyone on that offense uh, is playing well. Again, I think Dak is seeing the field really well, but I think um, you know you, you put him in uh, in Washington um, or maybe Tennessee or Jacksonville, and you know you might might be seeing something different there. Um, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut things off there, just kind of finishing off with the AFC and the NFC East. Uh, you know, next show I'm gonna actually break down quarterback play for the other divisions throughout the league, uh, and then this weekend where I'm going to start breaking down, breaking down the games uh, and also giving you my top 10 quarterbacks statistically, uh, which anyone can read and figure out, but really who were the top 10 quarterbacks on film and compare those two. Guys, this is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Show. We'll see you next time.